Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 147 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thanks so much for joining me today. All right, guys, can you believe that it's September already? When you're listening to this, it is Labor Day and right before school starts again. It always amazes me how fast summer goes, especially in northern British Columbia. But I kind of do like the fall feeling. I miss the summer, but I like that, like just crispness to the air. Today, what we are talking about is how to get off the diet roller coaster. If you feel like you're on these constant swings back and forth of on and off and up and down, then this episode's for you. Now, I wanted to let you know about some stuff that's going on. Right now, I have the Weight Loss Kickstart Challenge for Physicians running. It's a 10-day challenge. It runs through this week. So if you're listening to this one this episode first comes out, you're welcome to come over and join us. You haven't missed anything. You'll be able to access the replays. There's a fantastic supportive group of physicians in the Facebook group. We're having a lot of fun and I think it's going to be amazing when I'm recording it. We've just started, but come join us when you hear this. So that link is weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash challenge. weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash challenge. It's free. It's 10 days. You get access to me live in the group. Plus, I'm doing live sessions throughout the 10 days. And if you join now, you'll have access to the replays for a limited time. So tons of resources. If you're trying to get yourself back on track after the summer, which is super common, then this is a great place to come get some free help. That's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash challenge. Now, If this episode resonates with you, if you're like, I am so tired of being on this roller coaster, the up and down, and I would just want off, (laughs) then I want to really encourage you to consider joining me in the September group of Stress Eating SOS. So Stress Eating SOS is my three-month physician-only coaching program. So we coach around all of this stuff that I'm going to talk about in this episode. And really this, what I'm talking about right now about getting off the roller coaster, about finding just a smooth path that works for you, that feels good, that fits into your life, and figuring out all the reasons why you have these big swings of on and off and finding that consistency so you actually reach your goals. This is what we do in Stress Eating SOS. This is like the core thing that I coach around. So if this episode resonates with you, I can 100% help. This episode scratches the surface of how we approach this. But know that Stress Eating SOS is opening up on September 11th. The doors will be open for five days from September 11th until September 15th. And the group gets going at the end of September. So mark your calendars if this resonates with you. If you 
go over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS, you can join the waitlist so that you get notified as soon as the door is open. Plus, you get access to some bonuses. I'm doing a free coaching call for the people that are on the waitlist this week, but you have to be on the waitlist to have information about that. Okay. All right, let's get going and talking about the roller coaster. And that roller coaster is so familiar, right? I think we've all been on it in some form or another. I've definitely been there. The reason why I'm recording this episode is within the challenge group, I asked them a question of what do they most want help with? And this was a theme that came up. This like, I just want to be off the on and off. I want to figure out how to lose weight and let it keep going without worrying it's coming back. It's the yo-yo that everybody's so tired of being on. And I've been there. I was thinking about it when I was doing this podcast. I think the best evidence of my roller coaster history is the number of little Weight Watcher passports that I've got in the bottom of kind of my junk drawer. So I haven't been to Weight Watchers for a lot of years. And so this also tells me I need to clean out my junk drawer. But what I would do when I used to go, because I thought that that was the solution, that was the best way, and it did work for me when I was in third year medical school, or sorry, it was second year medical school, I lost, I think, about 40 pounds. But then due to a lot of factors, ended up regaining it plus more. But what I would do is I would start all gung-ho, tell me if this sounds familiar, super excited, feel really motivated get the nice new little passport. I'm sure they don't even do these anymore. So some of you might not even know what I'm talking about, but it had like a little plastic sleeve. You had these little token tickets for your sessions. This is like totally old school now. I'm dating myself, but you would get it, start going. As long as things were going well, I would go, I would feel motivated. But then what would happen is at some point I would decide I wasn't doing it right. I think it was a combination. I would decide... I was failing, it wasn't working would be one reason, but also I would decide I didn't want to be counting all these points every day. And so I would just stop. And when I struggled in either of those ways, I would just stop going. I would just stop going to the meetings because I didn't want to know how much it wasn't working. And I felt like a failure, I'm sure. And so then that little passport would go into the drawer, get tossed to the side. I don't know why I would never throw these out. Anyways, and then a little bit down the road, I'd be like, okay, I need to get back at this. Sign up again, get a new passport. And so I have this handful of passports that somehow I've kept through moves and everything like that, that are just at the bottom of a drawer and play no role except to demonstrate this roller coaster, the back and forth. And I can look at it now and see what I was doing wrong. I can see where I was messing up. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today so that you don't have to keep making the same mistakes that I made. Because those were expensive mistakes with Weight Watchers. Back then you had to pay in advance. And so there's a lot of unused Weight Watcher meetings in those little passports in the bottom of my drawer. All right, let's talk about what is the roller coaster. What definition am I using? Well, I think you can use a lot of different definitions. One is just weight loss, weight regain. I think that's how a lot of people refer to the diet roller coaster, losing weight when you're going down and then regaining it when you're going up. But I think it also can be referred to the sort of succeed fail cycles that we go through in our mindset, where when you're going down on the roller coaster, it feels like you're succeeding and things are going great. 
And then you can flip the other way and go to the, I'm failing, this isn't working. And almost sometimes we fail ahead of time. And I think looking back at that story, I just told you about the Weight Watchers passports. Definitely, I think there were times I failed ahead of time, even within the whole point counting system. If I decided I wanted to eat more that day, I just wouldn't count my points and stop counting them and then keep eating because of just this sort of mindset stuff that I'm going to talk about today. So what creates the roller coaster? Well, really, the roller coaster is created by this idea of there is one way to do it, and we need to do it right. And we got to do it right the first time. And so really, when we look at that, that's perfectionist thinking, right? Is that you have to do it right. There's only one way to do it, and you've got to do it the first time. I think a lot of what I spend time coaching physicians on is that maybe that's not true. And if we can actually let go of those beliefs that there's only one way to do it and that you have to do it right to be successful, those can create a lot of freedom in your weight loss. They can create a lot of peace and they can take out some of the big hills on the roller coaster. So notice and just be curious about your own weight loss journey, about where have those thoughts come up before? When you start losing weight, are you thinking there's the right way and you're trying to figure out the right way? A lot of the work I do is talking about a customized approach because I don't actually believe there's one right way to lose weight. And I think this concept of there is a right way and holding on to that creates failure because what we do then is we try to jam ourselves into somebody else's diet plan. What's far more effective and successful is creating something around you, your preferences, your lifestyle, your schedule, and your body. That's when it becomes more successful and more sustainable. So there is no one right way, but I want you to notice how that comes up for you. When you're thinking about weight loss, how is this perfectionist thinking coming up for you? What does your brain tell you about it? Now, the other part of that, of the, you have to do it right the first time, that really gets in your way. Can you see how that belief, and I think we all hold that belief because that comes from diet culture. Can you see how that messes you up? How if you hold that belief that you have to do it right the first time to be successful, as soon as your brain perceives any form of quote unquote failure, it's going to throw it all out the window because If there's any hint of failure, it means you're not going to be successful because the belief is you have to do it right the first time to be successful. What if that wasn't true? So why would you want to do this work to get off the roller coaster? Because it's not always going to feel comfortable. Getting off a diet roller coaster really does mean changing some of your core beliefs and really examining, giving yourself space to fail and being kind about it which sounds nice, and yet it feels uncomfortable to a lot of you, I know, when you're first starting out. And so why would you want to do this if it's going to feel uncomfortable? Well, the biggest reason why would you want to get off this roller coaster is your energy. The amount of energy we put into dealing with our weight, to thinking about our weight, to beating ourselves up for perceived failures, the amount of energy we put into planning and trying to figure out how to do it differently so we don't have to keep doing this. It's huge. (laughs) It's exhausting. Just pause.
pause this if you need to and just think through your day. How much time do you spend thinking about eating and weight? If you're like most of the physicians I work with, I bet it's a lot. And that takes mental energy. It's like this constant mental drain on you. (laughs) I just had this analogy. You know how when you're in the OR and the suction's going, I have one of our obstetricians that we assist with. As soon as the baby's out and he doesn't need the suction anymore, he clamps it. And it's always like, you don't notice the suction when you're doing it, but as soon as it's taken away, you're like, oh, that's so much better. That's how I think about this, about the mental drain that we put into staying on this roller coaster. When you decide, when you intentionally decide to step off of it, it creates relief that you didn't know you needed. (laughs) You're like, oh, that's so much better now that I'm not spending so much energy. But right now you probably don't even know how much energy you're spending because it's just in the background like that suction is in the OR. So getting off the roller coaster means choosing a different path. I like to think about this as if you are at an amusement park. So it would mean watching other people on the roller coaster, but you decide to just walk around the paths that are nice and fairly level around the bottom that are far less challenging maybe sometimes less exciting. And you'll always see the people on the roller coaster. And when the people are like heading down that roller coaster and having so much fun and screaming, they're going to be telling you how great it is, how you need to try it. And what I mean by this is that, you know, there's always going to be stuff on Facebook or other social media, other people talking about how this diet is the one, the latest one. Getting off the roller coaster means letting go a lot of that, trusting that you are the one that is going to be able to figure this out correctly for yourself and that you're not missing anything by not engaging in every single weight loss thing that comes up over the years. It means choosing a different path that gives you that peace so you have more energy for the things you like and better self-esteem. Because it means letting go of a lot of this internalized blame that we have. Because when we're on the diet roller coaster and things aren't going well, who do we blame? Well, we blame ourselves usually. So the diet roller coaster creates the internalized blame. And again, that's exhausting. It's tiring to blame yourself. We blame ourselves for enough things throughout the day. You know, giving yourself a bit of a break on this can change your days. It can change how heavy they feel, how tired you feel. So you may not have all the peaks and valleys that can make being on the latest diet so exciting, but you're going to have a much more enjoyable long-term journey. Because let's face it, those roller coasters, even when they're exciting, they don't last very long. It's just minutes. And what we're interested in here is long-term weight loss. We're interested in doing this for the last time. So you can lose the weight, not always be looking over your shoulder worrying that it's coming back. That's what I want for you. And that's what I work on in my coaching programs. It's my passion to help physicians find this, this freedom of not always thinking about it and not always blaming yourself that you think you're doing it wrong and creating space through that for success. Okay, let's talk about how do you actually do this? If you've been listening, you're like, yep, this is me. How do you start getting off the roller coaster? So number one is watch out for black and white thinking. So the roller coaster really is built based on good and bad, on and off, 
succeeding and failing, it's based on polar opposites. It's based on a belief that you can be in one state at one point, and then if you're not in that state, you must be in the other, like a light switch. And that is not helpful for weight loss. The reason why is that if this is your belief that you're either succeeding or failing, or that you're either on your plan or off your plan, then what will happen is as soon as you don't fit the definition of being on or succeeding, as soon as you make a choice outside of that, your brain will then flip the switch to change the definition to you're now failing. And it can be like very quick, right? Like you can eat healthy all day, make one food choice, and that one food choice is probably unlikely to impact your weight loss. But this process of it flipping the switch in your brain to, well, now I've blown it, now I'm failing, that then triggers further eating. Because if you're failing, number one, you feel like a failure, you feel defeated. When you're feeling that way, how are you going to eat? How's that going to impact your eating? Generally not in a positive way. It's not going to make you be like, okay, I'll just get back to my normal stuff. You get into that big ball of I'm failing, I've blown it, all those thoughts that come with it. And then why wouldn't you have more food that's kind of different from what you're focusing on before? Because you already blew it in your mind. And your mind then looks for more evidence to support this idea that you are now on the failure side. And so what creates the impact on your weight loss is not the one choice. It's the switch that gets thrown inside your brain and the definition that your brain applies to you and your choices that then creates other choices off of your plan. And then those over time are what impact your weight. Depending on you and your journey, you may stay on that failure side for the evening. You may stay on that failure side for days, weeks, Everybody's different, but it's the switching over to that side that creates the problem. And I want to be really clear that it's not about you making poor choices that creates that failure that goes on. It really is a problem with the mindset. It's the thinking. And if we work and correct on the thinking, the choices settle down, get way better, gets easier to move back to the side you want to be on. But it's this concept that there are sides that creates the problem is my point. What if there is no sides? What if it's that you're focusing on eating a certain way and sometimes you do make choices outside of that and then you just get back to your normal? I really like that way of viewing eating. Number two is you have to believe in yourself. And this one might feel hard because by nature being on this diet roller coaster, means the belief in yourself has been eroded a little bit. But if you just decide to believe in yourself, no matter what, believe in yourself even when you're struggling, believe in yourself even when it seems like you have so much evidence that you're not doing it right, and just believe that you are going to figure it out, that's huge. I can't tell you how important that belief is. And here's a secret. You have to believe whatever you want. You don't need permission. We often think we need all this evidence that we are actually going to be successful, that we are figuring it out, that it is working in order to believe. That's not the way it works. You believe first and then you start getting the evidence because what we think about is what our brain looks at. 
It's what our brain gathers evidence for is what we think. So you start with belief, choose and decide, and nobody can tell you that you're allowed to believe. Well, I'm telling you, you're allowed to believe, (laughs) but you're the one that gets to decide. You just say to yourself, I'm going to believe in myself no matter what. I'm going to start there. I believe in this topic so much that I had some custom Yeti mugs made up for my business. I gave them as gifts to the group of physicians that are in fellowship right now. Fellowship is the continuation program after Stress Eating SOS. So for people who find Stress Eating SOS to be really helpful and want to keep going, working towards goals, taking it to another level, that's what the fellowship program is. So I made mugs to give them to them and I wanted it to be like this reminder as you go through your day of like, what is the most important thing? And so what I wrote on them and had engraved into them was believe. Because if you can just remind yourself throughout the day, just believe. No matter what's happening, no matter what you just ate, no matter what you're thinking about eating, that you just believe, that is so, so important. All right, number three is look for the middle ground. This comes back a bit to the black and white, but it really comes to the idea that there's good and bad foods, that there's a right way to eat and a wrong way. What if none of that was actually true? What if there was a way to eat that was more the middle ground and yet it worked for your body? And the only way you figure this out is you start playing with it. You give yourself permission that maybe there's a middle ground and you start to look for it. If you think the only way to lose weight is putting a ton of energy into meal prep and making everything from scratch, but then you keep running into difficulties because you don't have time to do that some weeks, or maybe you don't even want to do that, give yourself permission to believe that maybe there's a middle ground where you could be successful, you could eat healthy food, but you don't have to put all the work in. And just permission to believe that that middle ground exists opens up your brain to find the solutions. It opens up your brain to look for where that middle ground is, to look for the ways you haven't seen before. Because when we're thinking there is one way to do it, it's like we're wearing blinders. We see the one possibility, but there's infinite possibilities to accomplish anything. And when we think there's only one, we can't see any of the other ones. Telling yourself that there is a middle ground, giving yourself permission to explore and see what you can find in the middle ground that actually will work for you, takes the blinders off. It lets your brain go through and look for the different possibilities that actually exist out there. This is really powerful. And I do think I didn't have words to put to it, but I think this is what really worked for me in the end was giving myself permission that my way of low carb eating would look my way that I wasn't going to count macros because it felt like work and I never did it successfully. It reminded me of that whole Weight Watchers thing where I'd have days of macros counted on my phone and then nothing. (laughs) I was just going to find a middle ground that actually worked for me in my schedule with my kids, worked for a family so I wasn't making multiple meals. I gave myself that permission and then that's what I've then developed because I was able to see the different possibilities. I think this one, it's really important. Now, middle ground doesn't mean that you overeat all the time. Like I'm not saying just kind of let loose and eat however you want, right? But if you are working on a weight loss goal, you do have to be aware of your eating to get there. 
But exactly how that eating looks is what I'm saying might not be the way that you've always imagined it. Maybe there's other ways that it could be that are going to work better for you. And so if part of the reason why you feel like you're on a roller coaster is there's something about how you've been trying to lose weight. So either the food you've been eating or the work and the skills required to do it consistently. This is what I want you to think about in the middle ground is maybe you could be successful, but find solutions for those things that keep tripping you up. And maybe that then looks like a middle ground. It's just a really good question to spend some time contemplating and let yourself think about. Then the final tip, number four, is to be kind in failure. Like I talked about at the beginning, you know, after food choice or something, it's not actually the food choice. It's not the eating that creates the failure. It's our thinking that creates the failure. So the jumping on ourselves, beating ourselves up, generally perpetuates the eating, perpetuates that feeling of failure. When you're defeated, it's really hard to feel motivated moving towards new goals. It's hard to believe in yourself when you feel defeated. And so it's the thinking that is actually the problem. Eating, not so much. If you are able to let go of the concept of failure and be kind to yourself, if you say had a busy day and you ended up eating something you don't normally eat, what would happen with that is then you would, if there was no failure attached to that, you'd be able to be more curious. You'd be able to notice, oh, interesting. See, that just happened. I wonder what was going on. You'd be more able to identify and correct the underlying issue because it probably isn't about the food. And then you're able to just get back to your normal because there's not all this drama. There's not all this heaviness and extra stuff attached to it. So it becomes simpler. Kindness in your weight loss does not become permissive. It's actually the failure and the beating yourself up that creates permissiveness Because then you're like, well, I just don't care. I may as well keep going. Kindness and compassion and curiosity takes away the drama, makes the path smoother. It makes it so much simpler to just get yourself back to your normal. Get yourself back to where you want to be more quickly without as much kind of fallout eating. Like the eating that happens because of labeling it as failure. It lets you just get yourself back. And this is really important to know that there are no provisions attached to this. It's not like you can be kind to yourself if you've only eaten this certain amount of food. This is you're kind to yourself no matter what, no matter how much you've eaten. Now, I think someplace that people get confused, and I did an episode about permissiveness a few months ago. I can't remember which episode number it was, but you can find it if this resonates with you. I think a place that people get confused is that they think kindness would be like, okay, you deserve it. Keep going. Keep eating might be how kindness shows up. And I would view kindness in this as more, okay, I feel like I deserve it and want to keep eating, but I know that that food's not going to fix whatever's going on. So what might fix it better? That's being kind. Like, okay, I can see that I ate this because I felt totally overwhelmed. Okay, let me actually address the overwhelm. Or kindness can also be, okay, I know right now that I'm choosing food to manage this overwhelm, for example, and I can see that I'm making that choice. And today I'm choosing to make that choice. So sometimes when you are choosing to eat off plan, just owning it as a choice recognizing that you're allowed to choose your food 
it gives you far more permission, not permission, but it gets you where you can just go back to make other choices. You can make the choices that are more in line with your healthy eating more quickly. If you view the eating that you've made off your plan, or I know that's a black and white term, but the choices that you've made kind of away from your normal, if you can just view those as choices that you intentionally in that moment decided to manage your fatigue with food because you're an adult, you're allowed to do whatever you want, but it creates the environment then that it gets easier to find a different solution or just get back to your normal more quickly. Okay, so to summarize the points I have for getting off that roller coaster is watch your black and white or perfectionist thinking, the good, bad, on, off, succeeding, failing thinking. Number two, above all else, believe in yourself, always, no matter what. Number three, look for the middle ground. Give yourself permission that maybe there's one of the infinite number of possibilities out there that you just haven't seen yet that's actually going to work for you. For any of the struggles that you find, any of the obstacles, there is a solution out there that you have to just give yourself permission to see. And then be kind in failure. Be kind to yourself no matter what you feel isn't working, no matter what you've eaten. Choose kindness because that's going to be your quickest route to where you want to go to reaching your goals. All right, guys, I hope that that was helpful for you. Such a big topic. Like I said, it's what we spend a lot of time coaching around in Stress Eating SOS, but I hope just this summary to give you kind of the highlights will be helpful. Remember, doors to Stress Eating SOS are opening on September 11th, and you are all welcome as long as you're a physician and you want to lose weight, get freedom around food, manage stress or binge eating in a different way, in a positive way that actually makes your life better while you reach your weight loss goals. No diets do that. They don't make your life better. Coaching makes your life better. And it's like a chicken and the egg. Your life gets better. It's easier to follow your eating. You get coached on your eating, your life gets better. It just it keeps benefiting each other, which is why I love it so much. So get on the wait list, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS. And then you'll be the first to know when those doors open up on Saturday, September 11th. Okay, we'll talk to you later, guys. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening. 